Morning everyone. I'm speaking this morning on the story of when Mary anointed Jesus with a really expensive perfume. And honestly, it feels like an honour for me to be sharing my reflections on this because I'm going to read it just in a moment. It's a really short story. I'm going to read it through. Um, but there's something that Jesus acknowledges as incredibly profound about what happens here. Um, and this is a story of incredible devotion and great faith, just as our series is based on. So I'm going to read it through. Um, but before I do, just for some context, this is happening just a few days, maybe the week leading up to when Jesus was arrested and when he was killed. So this is when it's happening. Um, and I'm reading from the version in Mark. It's in various Gospels, but I'm reading from Mark chapter 14. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at a table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. You'll always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And listen to this. He says, truly, I say to you, Wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has just done will be told in memory of her. And just for some, some more context about the worth of this oil, it says here it was worth around 300 denarii and one denarii at the time was the equivalent of about a day's wages. So this is nearly a year's wages worth of oil. And today's equivalent, so kind of UK average salary is about £30,000. So the equivalent, today's equivalent, is she was um, anointing Jesus' body with a perfume that was worth around £30,000, the equivalent. And um, I'm just going to start by re-quoting how the story ends when Jesus says, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has just done will be told in memory of her. So do you see what I mean about this is such a quick story, you could easily read past it, but Jesus already says that this is something that he wants to have an impression on us, that it will be told for generations to come all over the world in like next to, um, alongside the gospel, his gospel. Okay, um, and so, so why, why is this a story of faith? We've got here, if we step into the scene, this woman who um, is anointing Jesus with this flask, which would have been um, something that was handed down the generations as kind of an inheritance and possibly financial security for her for you know, the rest of her life, maybe for her family. And we know all through the Old Testament and Jesus mentioning as well that his time with them wouldn't be 
forever, but he would be on earth um, and his days were prophesied and the Messiah would come and what would happen. And every time Jesus mentioned it, we read about the disciples not believing him or choosing not to believe him. You know, now that he was here with us, why would he go? What, what, why would that be? But we know that she comes in and she has obviously believed the prophecies and she trusts and believes that Jesus is who he says he is because she knows that he really isn't going to be there for long. And she has anointed his body with the kind of perfume which actually in those days was used to anoint kings and queens as they passed away, ready for burial. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, it wasn't just any old perfume that she brought, but it was this perfume of such massive worth to her. And when the disciples in that moment straight away judged what she was doing, you know, they said that she could have done something else with it. You know, she didn't come in and explain what she was going to do. She didn't come and justify what she was doing or talk about it. There's actually no dialogue from her at all. But Jesus himself honoured her and defended her in that moment. And where the disciples had been, you know, spending so much time with Jesus and learning from him and learning from how he's been living his life, in this moment, he turns their eyes to her and teaches them saying, look at her, this is something that is going to be shared for, um, alongside the gospel all over the world. So what was it about it that Jesus saw as something so um, beautiful and good for him? Um, and, you know, you can imagine, so Jesus, I have wondered, I'm reflecting here, I've wondered whether, this isn't anything written, this is just my, my thoughts. So a few days later, as he's walking through the streets and he has the, the crown of thorns on his head as people are mocking him for being the king of the Jews. And his body is shred and he's covered in blood and he is under the weight of the cross with us in mind that he is going through that suffering, heading for Golgotha with us in mind, that all along he knew he was going to die for us and for our salvation. And I wonder whether he caught you know, the fragrance as he was walking. You know, when we spray perfume, they say to, to spray it on your glands. So as you perspire and your, you know, your heartbeat goes, you can, it releases the fragrance, the aroma. I wonder whether as he was walking through the streets, heading to Golgotha, knowing what was coming, um, you know, he was fully God, son of God, but he was also fully human at the time. And we know that he went through the same temptations and thoughts and had flesh just like we do. And I just wonder whether, you know, in those moments as the, you know, probably just holding on to that thought, knowing that he is doing it for us, that he would go through anything for us, that he would put his life um, down for us. And whether that fragrance was kind of wafting, just reminding him of her anointing his body with that offering that was worth so much to her and she believed who he was. He didn't need her reassurance. It wasn't about, you know, reaffirming his identity or anything. He doesn't need that. 
but the devotion of someone who loved him and who had such great faith in him and that trusted what he said, that that was something that meant so much to him, so much that he wants this story shared alongside the gospel um, all over the world. And, you know, sometimes when I share a message or reflection, I, um, I get a really clear sense of what it is that God wants to say to the church or maybe to me personally as a kind of testimony. But this time I haven't had something so clear. So I just wonder whether um, if you just pause and think about this story, what is it that you, why is it that you think that this meant so much to Jesus? And how is it, um, you know, what, what's God saying in your own life through what she was doing um, and how much she gave in her um, extravagant devotion to him? Um, and just, yeah, just to close, the reality, the truth is Jesus will always love us and love you no matter what your devotion looks like to him and no matter what your sacrifice looks like to him. But this, this story clearly shows us that it means so much to him and that he sees it and he knows it. And even when people close to us, even people really close to Jesus don't maybe understand or maybe they criticise the ways in which we devote ourselves to the Lord, maybe it looks, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense to people. It means so much to the Lord and he sees it and he knows it. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to end there. That's all I have. Um, but just, yeah, encourage you to really think about why do you think that this meant so much to Jesus? And what is it in your life? How do you devote yourself to him? Um, and just receive his smile um, as you, yeah, just think about the fact that Jesus sees you and he knows you.